technology expert explains how websites are evolving. A FAM production. Furniture and mattress. FAM.news. Hey FAM, it's Adrienne, and I've got a little bit of bad news. For those of you that are tired of hearing about the need for up-to-date, user-friendly websites that tie the online experience to the store, well, they're only becoming more important. At Nationwide Marketing Group's recent primetime event in Nashville, the fam caught up with Aaron Bunchu, the Chief Digital and Technology Officer at Nationwide, to talk about all things website. So the fam asked, last time at primetime, there were tons of conversations around listing inventory on their website. Do you recommend that people have their inventory levels posted online? Aaron responded with, absolutely. Now, online consumers are looking for more information, not less. They want every question that they have answered before they go and spend their time walking into a store. And we still get lots of comments coming through the chat like, is the inventory on your site updated? Is this real time? Because a lot of times they're still going into stores. And even though the website says that they've got it, they don't actually. That's why we actually like to direct people to the direct point of sale integrations and things like real-time feeds. But setting that expectation is key, not necessarily in the product selection, but in the retailer selection. There are two things that retailers have to do online, build affinity for specific product and explain why you should buy from us. And inventory is one of the key reasons for choosing a retailer right now. So we then asked, well, what's the hesitation that a lot of retailers have in showing real-time inventory levels? He responded with, I wouldn't say it's so much hesitation. A lot of them don't have the technical integrations yet, so they have to go into their website and manually mark what they have in stock. So it becomes a time play, and these guys have zero time on their hands, especially right now. If there are certain things that they know they're going to have, they'll go in and they'll set that. But stuff that turns really, really quickly when they don't have a direct integration with the point of sale, that's kind of the crux of it. Can I keep this up and keep it accurate? That's a really big push, trying to get better retailers on point of sale systems so that, that when they do that integration, and that takes all of that work off of them. So when you come to prime time, you're able to sit down with people, talk face to face, and work through your technology stack and just your business needs. And whenever we talk with dealers, we are hearing things about that are mandatory inventory levels. What are some other things that you would consider to be mandatory? Aaron responded with, so the one thing that we just talked about, I would say is absolutely key to be able to show what's in stock and what's not, setting the expectations around delivery. I'd say other that this is becoming more and more important is having really good product data and the ability to compare across products. A lot of people aren't going into the store, so it's really easy to look at things and see what the differences are. Online, a lot of times you're only seeing a thumbnail, maybe two or three images. So having really good normalized data and being able to use that to compare across products, specifically in furniture, I think that's another big area where we're making a ton of improvements and investment there. We stood up a new product information management system to help us with our data quality and normalization. Now the fam asked, what do you mean by normalization? And he responded by saying, so let's say you've got your data from five different vendors. They might be using different measurement systems and it'd be calling somebody by something by a different term. We go in and we try to make that as similar as possible so that you can do a direct comparison. Developing a taxonomy and information architecture to be able to fill that in across all the vendors is critical. 
So if you do something like a side-by-side -side comparison, it's not truly an apples-to-apple -apple comparison. Some of our vendors are small and medium-sized, and product data is not their core competency. So we have to take on a lot of that for them. As we bring it all in, we do that cleansing normalization, identify any issues with it, and then we provide it to the different website providers, whether it's the RWS or time on site, or best provide those feeds that feed directly to some other retailer. Today, it's a feat in detective work to even get into some retailers and manufacturers' websites and find information. But search is everybody's game. So how do independent retailers compete? Or where should they compete online? It's an evolution, right? He says, a lot of guys specifically now, when they're supply constrained, they question if they should be investing online. And they absolutely should. One, it's kind of a table stake. But also, as supply gets better, you need to have the awareness of your brand out there. That takes a lot of convincing. So there's a lot of relationship building to try and convince people to play in the digital realm. They need to be playing their paid searches, first and foremost. And they do have some advantages over the big box stores. They know their markets. They've got better metrics on who their target customers are. And they can really be buying us in when they are obviously buying the terms and the locations to help them be able to compete against those guys. And then you still have a trend of a lot of people who want to buy independent. For them, it's really about optimizing the amount that they spend. One thing we encourage everybody to do in every market is just be different. Every retailer is different. So test and learn. Put some money in a bunch of different mediums. See what's working for you and then optimize towards that. It's not enough to throw everything at a paid search and paid social. You've really got to see what works in your market. So the fam says, what are some things that are going to help dealers be competitive in the online space? Aaron said, some luckily don't have to do anything. This is the stuff where Nationwide is investing in our platform just to work on your behalf. The one we've kind of nailed, which is the consumer needs more information and it needs to be real time. That's the kind of product information and the marketing stuff we're talking about it. And it's not so much fun. One thing that I do find fun and that is kind of sexy is that personalization. Why do people buy from Amazon? It's because you feel they know something about you. They're able to show you so much about you. And this is what I bought in the past. Now with some of their voice activated stuff, they're bringing very relevant product and content from the second you get on the site. And then they take all that friction out of the purchase. They just make it so easy to transact with them. So with the upgrades we're making it nationwide, we're bringing personalization into that as well. But it requires some stuff that we didn't normally have access to, like this point of sale data. We're working on building with partnerships in Google to make a full recommendation engine specific to our industry and related items and allow retailers to be able to upsell in the cart. We can do that with intelligence and or business intelligence that we have by sitting on this massive amount of data. So that is where I get really excited. The fam said, so it seems like you could almost get predictive with your marketing as well. If a person buys a couch and a chair, then you can actively market the end tables and all of the other accessories to buy them. Retargeting for us has always been viewed as an ad being sent out after someone adds a product in cart, but maybe they didn't buy it for a reason. Can you send related items in other categories that might get them to come back and show more interest? And consumers want it. 79% of consumers are willing to give up their information to have a personalized experience online. People expect it. That vanilla, everybody gets the same website, just doesn't cut it anymore. So our final question was, 
When it comes to websites, it's a lot about what people are taking in each other's ideas. And that's why a large majority of websites look the same. But does the consumer understand how to navigate them? Final response, we can say we're going to revolutionize the online buying experience and do all this stuff. But if nobody else is doing it, that's gonna be foreign to a consumer. And the second you introduce friction, they're gone. I can tell you for a fact that I'm a big proponent of test and learn, but you've gotta do it quickly. Try little things that you think might resonate and put together a perfect path for your consumer. Check out more audio stories at fam.news, where you're always part of the fam. Fam.news, the only team in the mattress business to bring you audio stories with every story. The way it should be.